Hello, 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 everybody. All the uh, boys and, and girls and children in Toyland. Toyland! Welcome to welcome to Toyland. That's this that's the new show. My name is DJ Wildridge. This show is only stupid answers where we talk about movies, TV shows, and comic books, uh, all the stuff you love. And with me, as always, is the rebellious Roxy Stryer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good new one for me. <laughs> That's well, you gotta. How do you visualize rebellion? I'm you, just thinking about the audio people too, and now they just when they think of rebellious Roxy, all they know is <laughs> <laughs> it'll be up there with beep boop beep boop. I'm still trying to figure out ways that we can make T-shirts off of those sounds. Uh, haven't oh, cracked it yet. Haven't cracked no. it yet. But you know, we'll we'll revisit it. Roxy, how are you doing today? I am. I am doing swell, DJ. <laughs> Love it. Well, you know, we got new things to talk about, and it's another week in the quarantine neighborhood. It is another week in the quarantine neighborhood. Uh, this week in the quarantine neighborhood, we are talking about the fact that um, Marvel now has the rights, like the the, the movie, film, TV rights, uh, back of Jessica Jones and the Punisher from Netflix uh, for those shows, which means they officially have all of the Defenders characters that were on Netflix back. And so we're going to be discussing and answering your questions about what they could possibly do with those uh, characters. Uh, we're also going to be doing, if you're watching this, well, not live, but uh, uh, so live-ish on uh, the OSA show, we're also going to be talking about, we're going to be doing a trailer roundup of all the cool trailers this week, uh, talking about Rami, This Is Us, and a bunch of other cool stuff uh roxy we usually like to start off each episode with what we are into this yeah. week but we're gonna we're gonna pause on that for just a second because i wanted to get into the uh trailer nanigans uh uh trailer shenanigans um i tried trailer uh, nanigans and it just it, it didn't feel right it didn't feel right nanigans so let's talk about all the trailers we've got a bunch of trailers this week let's start with uh, easily the most anticipated by our audience i'm sure which is cruella uh starring emma stone and other people uh that emma I, thompson boom uh yeah mark strong can i just say real quick i need to do a mea culpa uh, right off the top i know when we last week we talked about last of us casting and i lamented that like while the uh, casting of ellie is going to be fantastic that actress is going to be great she was great in game of thrones she's going to be amazing i lamented that like i feel like a lot of these roles go to like british actors and i I wish there was more american actors that could play these american roles and then like the second emma stone's voiceover kicks in and krill i'm like i need to take that back i need to take it back because i didn't know krill was going to be british and does she need to be and did we need emma stone for the british role i did i you know what uh, my bad it goes both ways i apologize yeah i feel that i think she did a good job with this i think this trailer looked cool i think this trailer looked like birds of prey meets the joker mm-hmm. harley quinn and the joker had a baby and it was cruella I think that this movie probably never needed to be made, but some of the best movies never ne- needed to be made. So there's that. Um, I I think that this trailer was telling us we're not going to do what we did with Maleficent, which is explain why this person's good, because we're not going to be able to explain to you why kill it, trying to kill 101 Dalmatians is a good thing. Is no, okay. We can't justify that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I was kind of into this trailer. How'd you feel, DJ? Uh, you know what? I was fine with it. It did take a little bit of adjusting with Emma Stone's accent, and I and I actually don't think that has anything to do with her ability. I think it's just when you're when when you're that famous, and it's like I know your voice. Yeah, that it kind of doesn't matter how good you do the accent. It 
it feels fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, well, cause it is cause it, cause it is. Whereas if like, if you were an unknown, like you, you probably do the same thing I do, Roxy. Like when you're watching a show or a movie or something, you see behind the scenes and you'll check it out. And then lo and behold, like all the actors are British and you're like, wow, you guys did a great job. I didn't even know. Um, yeah. but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. I, I like Emma Stone. I, when you say like a birds of prey meets the choker, it's like, I, I'm kind of into that. Mm-hmm. But it it will be interesting to see if they do try to justify it at all because it is it's hard for me to imagine Disney just green lighting like yeah we're just gonna follow a bad guy and let them be bad and not yeah, try to redeem them in any way. <laughs> that's true, true. But it looked it 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 looked fun and energetic. I will I will say it's been interesting as more projects like this evolve. How much trailers start to look like fan edits or fan made trailers of stuff you know what i mean like it's just the the inmates are running the asylum like when she comes in like i'm cruella it's like that's 100 percent how a fan edit of this would go and it's crazy that this is the real this is like the real trailer yeah i think of the trailers this week we we were spoiled with trailers this week we were there was no trailer that i uh, disliked so of the trailers this week this was probably in last place for me, mm-hmm. but only because we had some really badass other ones um, about movies that I care more about. But this one's coming uh, in the next. What is it? It's coming in March, April, what? May. Is may? it coming to Disney Plus or is it supposed but to be? I think so. Might okay. have been May Disney. I don't know. I don't know if it was initially the plan. But Clearly, the trailer didn't do a good job because we don't know. <laughs> what one of them? One of the trailers said April. One of them said May, and one of them said March. Cool. <laughs> so that yeah. um, I, this did its job in terms of the fact that I'm going to watch it yes yeah listen if this thing shows up on my Disney plus queue I'm sure uh, yeah I'm I'm into it if if it was coming to theaters I'd probably uh, if I mean like yeah if it was coming to theaters under normal conditions I'd probably be there for it not so much now but you know hey what, what are you going to do um Let's talk about another uh, – tra- it's weird because we're probably going to st- stop with the trailer that came out the earliest. But, hey, it's – anyway, it's it's one of the bigger trailers. But let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Uh, I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. Finish Com- him. Finish him. I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. I like this property a lot. Uh, DJ, call me. Call me. Yes, call yes. Me. Call me. Rock- you, Roxy, you, you there. Because, because you know that I'm a gamer. I know you're a gamer. This is – so I know that I just said that. That was may or may not be true. This <laughs> next part is true. This is like the only game I played growing up. That doesn't surprise me at all, but just because of how ubiquitous Mortal Kombat is. So my brother and I, because we would just fight all the time. Yeah. And then we would play Mortal Kombat. Um, and then we would play like our own version of Mortal Kombat in, in the pillow fort with like um, like those like styrofoam swords yep. and, and our arms and shit. This was a fun game that I really liked. So I actually have feelings about this. That's awesome. I have thoughts and feelings about this DJ. So how did the trailer make you feel? Oh my God. I love this trailer so much. It was so, I I don't know that this movie, people are like, this is going to be the best video game movie of all time. I don't know that this is going to. One low bar. Low bar. Low bar. (laughs) I don't know that this movie is going to be good. Mm -hmm. I just know it's going to be fucking great. Yes, I get it. So that's how I feel. Um, 
I mean, if you're going to show me a trailer in which you take somebody's blood and you freeze it and then you stab them with it and you're going to freeze off somebody's arms and that somebody is Jimmy Olsen. Um, <laughs> and then, and, uh, excuse and me, James Olsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, James Olsen. <laughs> yep. Um, you're going you're gonna to show me these things, then I'm going to like it. You know, like there's no world in which I'm not going to like that. If you're going to show me, you're going to tell me the first 10 minutes of this movie is going to be Scorpion, just like bludgeoning people mm-hmm. um, and explaining how his origin story, then I'm I'm going to like it. Like yes. there's no world in which this is just so up my alley. Um, uh, I, it's just so up my alley. I like the new character. I like his lens in. Um, I like how he looks because uh, objectively, an attractive, yeah, attractive, objectively attractive boy, <laughs> attractive boy, talented boy. We saw a bit of him in Iron Fist. Uh, apparently he was up for the role of Iron Fist and they uh, missed opportunity. Let's just say missed opportunity um, on uh, that one. I think the Internet strongly agrees. Uh, we're, of course, talking about Louis Tan, um, who also had a role in Wu Assassins. Um which also has a Raiden alum in it with Uka Uais. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, and I, I do apologize for that. Um, the Raid alum, and this is Joe Taslam, um, who's actually, interestingly enough, I started watching this show. It's a Cinemax show, but it's on HBO Max um, called Warrior. Uh, Everybody's talking about this. I feel like Joe Starr planted the seed, and then everybody went into it. He was he was uh, talking to somebody about it on Twitter. I wasn't even a part of this conversation. I just saw it on Twitter, and that night I was like, "Man, I want to watch something a little bit like action or whatever." I'm like, "I'll give this a shot." And Do you think I, I'd like it? I think you should give it a try. I definitely okay. think you should give it a try. Um, it's it's the showrunner was a guy from Banshee. I don't know if it's the guy that made Banshee or just another producer on it. And so, if anybody that's watched Banshee, even though it's like. A primarily um, Asian cast. Uh, it's set in, in like I think 1870 uh, San Francisco. Very much Banshee energy. Literally every character. Do you, you meet, like Banshee? I love Banshee. Fourth season, a mm, little wonky, but overall, uh, I never know what shows you've watched, DJ. You know what? I don't know what shows I've, have you seen Banshee. No, I I love Banshee, and it's just like, and, and it's the same energy. Like everybody, everybody you meet is a kick ass. Uh, fighter and also is sleeping with everybody else. Like that's just that's. Ooh, the, that's, I love when you sex and fight and fight and sex. That's what it is. Um, and so that's what Warriors doing, even though it's a very different setting. But Joe Taslam is in that, and it's so interesting whenever you put one of these actors from the raid in another action movie because, like, in something like Warrior, he's surrounded by incredibly talented uh, martial artists. And he makes them all look like chumps. Like he's just he's just working at that level. So when this trailer, whether this is true or not, this trailer really sets up Sub Zero as like Sub Zero is the bad guy. Like obviously, I know, and that's crazy because I love Sub Zero. Well, and I think you'll love him in this because like they cast Joe Taslam. I am worried because there has been a tradition of casting one of these raid guys and then just butchering their fighting in the editing room. So like, and of course this is a trailer, so it's chopped to shit. Um, so it's one of those like this could be really cool or it could be kind of a letdown. Like you need no to, way. you need to nail the fighting. When watching this trailer, I was a little bit like, I liked seeing that Sub Zero is the one that that takes Jax's arms. But like whenever you got into like you have the mark, you're the chosen one. I'm like, oh, I don't care about any of this. And then. We get to Scorpion and Sub-Zero thrown down. I'm like, oh, guess what? None of that fucking matters. This is what I'm here for. And and from then on in the trailer, it's like, I'm I'm so in. I'm, I was a little bit worried because 
Um, Kevin Tantron did a web series back in that he did like a, a fan film and then he did like a he which was successful enough that they gave him like a mortal kombat web series that kind of took the property a bit more seriously and so i think that's what i was kind of looking for in this so some of the sillier elements well well part of the franchise like you can't say that that's not part of these there's, there's silly parts of the games i was kind of hoping that maybe we de-emphasize that stuff but no but no and you know what it's okay. Like if you, as long as you nail the Scorpion Sub Zero fighting, you nail those fatalities. Which it, it's cool that they're taking them seriously. Um, the cast looks uh, uh, really game. And again, you have people like Louis Tan, like Ludi Lin, like Joe Taslam that are legitimately a good martial artist. Um, uh, that it will probably be really cool. And I just want to throw this out there, theory. I guess spoilers if I'm right. I would be genuinely surprised if uh, Louis Tan's character, Cole Young, isn't supposed to be an ancestor of Scorpion. Like, I feel like they've talked about how, like, the movie opens with Scorpion and Sub-Zero's backstory. And it's like, oh, that's what we're doing. We're trying to we're trying to give Cole Young is here to be like, he's the great, great, great grandson of Scorpion. And now we have a Scorpion that's not evil, even though he's more of an anti-hero in the games. That's my so- theory. So your theory is not that he is actually going to be Johnny Cage. I don't think so. Uh, it would and, make no sense. Uh, uh, again, uh, I've now on record as saying I'm not a big fan of like, I'm actually this character from the movie. Just let him be like going going back to her. And obviously this is farther than this. But going back to Star Wars, Star, excuse me, Star Trek Into Darkness with like, I'm actually Khan. It's just like. Just let him be. Con- this didn't need to be a mystery. He could have just been con. Like we don't, we don't yeah. need it to be a mystery. Same with this. I don't think it's Johnny Cage. Um, it, it, can I tell you this? Yes, tell me that that now that this movie's happening, uh, there was a moment I was like, I wonder if I could ever get to like to do a Mortal Kombat. Uh, what like I, as a director, as a writer. director, like as if I could have like made a Mortal Kombat movie. Can I tell you now that this is happening and it doesn't doesn't matter? Can I tell you what I would have done? I, I hope you do. Uh, I would have spent because if you look at this cast, even though a lot of them are really talented actors, they're not like necessarily known as movie stars. You know what I mean? They're not the biggest names in Hollywood. And I would have I would have blown a not insignificant amount of the budget on getting like a Ryan Reynolds to be Johnny Cage. And I would have made, I would have pressed the studio to like put a lot of marketing around this, like Ryan Reynolds, Johnny Cage to the point where it almost looks like he's the main character. And then 30 minutes into the movie, that's your first fatality. Fucking Ryan Reynolds as Johnny Cage gets his fucking heart ripped out by Scorpion. And so that way, you know, like the audience, like, listen, motherfuckers, I'm serious about this shit. You know what I mean? Like our biggest name in here, I murdered the shit out of just so you could get a cool fatality. (laughs) I think that the way that the director, because I was listening, um, Stephen McCoy, McCoy, I think is his name. Uh, yes. Stephen McCoy. Si- excuse me, Simon McCoy. Simon I, McCoy. Um, the, I don't. I think we're pronouncing the last name right. Sorry for. No, I, yeah, I listened to interviews with him. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, he was talking about the fatalities aspect of this, and he was like, um, you know, there was never a question with the studio about if there could be fatality, but there was definite question there was definite like you would be surprised what they were okay with and you would be surprised what they weren't okay with yeah that sounds so about right on, 
on that, DJ, I think that yours would be something that they were not okay with. Yeah, that is, I think, I think you're very much right. Um, I, I would be interested to see, because there are so many Mortal Kombat characters, that I kind of feel like you should treat this sort of the way it sounds like James Gunn is treating Suicide Squad. Like, you should end this movie with most of these characters dead. <laughs> I mean, that would be sick. Like, Scorpion is essentially mortal. Just how many ba- bodies we're going to have to bury. No matter how many of our bodies get buried, we're going to keep going or whatever. So I am expecting a lot of deaths. Yeah, I, go like, for it. I don't, I don't know that Kano makes it out of this alive. Well, but the thing is, they're starting a whole... This is probably going to be like a whole franchise now, though. I mean, that's the goal. But that's what I'm saying. You could get like Scorpion is essentially immortal. So he's it doesn't matter what you do to him. Um, There are backup Sub-Zeros in the games, like people that took on the Sub-Zero mantle. Um, You know, Raiden is essentially immortal. But like everybody else, like maybe maybe you pick like a Liu Kang. I I, I am kind of surprised we didn't just make Liu Kang the lead character because I know Scorpion and Sub-Zero are the guys on the box. But narratively, Liu Kang is the protagonist. So it's weird that we felt the need to create a new one. Uh, but anyway, yeah. but like Luke Kang could make it, but then everybody else you could murder and then have a almost new cast for the next one. And you would still have characters from the game. You would still have like 50 characters from the games that you have yet to touch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. I am excited for this game. This comes or this game, excuse me, this, this uh, movie comes out in April. Uh, 16th on HBO Max and in theaters, but I ain't seen it in the theaters. Um, let's go to... You don't know. There is a, a singular vaccine that's coming out. <laughs> it could be soon, maybe. Uh, Joe, I, um, Mr. Joe Biden said that uh, looking like July is the time everybody will be vaccinated, and I'm going to assume that he's being optimistic. Uh, <laughs> but and then, and then I get to be pleasantly surprised. I like your I like your style. Yeah. So let's go to the movies. The the big the, not yet. Uh let's oh. go to the we can't yet not till we've been vaccinated. Um let's go to the biggest trailer of last weekend. This of course uh dropped after we did last week's episode. Let's talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. When you texted me that this we would talk about this trailer, I was like, I really feel like this trailer dropped a month ago. That's how long <laughs> it feels like this was ago. I was like, wow, that was this week. Um, but luckily, every time we see something from the Snyder Cut that I love, I feel so lucky because I'm like, okay, I I get to talk about this. I get to love this. And I'm not about to ex- receive an extreme amount of heat. And that's so nice. Yeah. Um, but even when I love something, I receive heat because whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this trailer was awesome. This looked awesome. I mean, I, I'm i so excited for this movie. The I know a lot of people are having issues with the aspect ratio. My my thing at the end of the day is like, I at this point, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, I just want to see what Snyder wants to show us. Mm-hmm. So... I'm excited to see what he wants to show us. I want to see more nightmare sequences. Um, I want to see what this, the society, what <laughs> is going on. We Joker. live in one, apparently. We do live in a society. I want to see what's happening with Joker. I want to see Joker and Batman, real life or fake life, have to team up to take down Dark Side and the whole shebang. I want to see it all. And um, I want to see. I want to see it all. So just in general, this trailer looked so much cooler, 
even like the Batmobile scene, just the effects look so much better Yeah, that I was like, wow, this actually looks dope. Zack Snyder is very good at making things look cool. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. I. You didn't like the trailer. Had the opposite feeling. No way. And, and I think it's safe to say that I get less heat about that stuff than you do for reasons because uh, of the internet. But uh, at this point, I kind I feed off that. I've just accepted that, like me and the general uh, public are not going to see. I in my general public, I mean uh, the the what I refer to as the Snyder cult uh, uh, reply guys. They they like to show up and uh, uh, defend Zack Snyder, who's done so much for them personally. Um, I can't with you. You'll get me in too much trouble. Yeah, I I think it looks cool. I was struck by how much of it looks like the movie we saw as far as. Oh, it did to you? To me, it did not. Because the, and, and I've seen other people talk about that. Well, I, as well. And I know, but like, we'll see Steppenwolf battling Amazons. Well, that was in the original. We'll see the, the, him battling with the Batmobile in the tunnels. Well, that was in the original. The key line up until we live in a society is they never thought the age of heroes would come again. That was in the original movie. Like that was, that's so you're, what you're telling me is it's like the last one, but uh, two hours longer uh, and a lot more serious. And, and, and I know it'll be different because tone does matter a lot. Tone, tone matters a lot to, to the experience of watching a movie. I just think at this point, I'm so burnt out by the conversation around this movie and the people that defend this movie. And honestly, just people in general, because now I can't like, what am I going to do? Defend the original with all the Joss Whedon stuff? No, I'm not going to do that. That's toxic too. There's literally, in my opinion, there's not a direction to go that's not toxic. You're fu- you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But like because there's, there's little things like that. Because we live in a society. We live in a society. There's little things like that scene where we see Steppenwolf without the helmet and his head is just in that shape. Like he just had, he had that, that's those horns aren't his helmet. That's his head. And like, that's, yeah, it is. And then he came out of the womb like that. <laughs> God bless whichever womb that was. Uh, and then stuff like oh. we, li- we live in a society. It's like, uh. wait, does Zack Snyder know the meme? And if he knows the meme, does he understand the meme? And also, they don't live in a society. It looks like we're in a Mad Max wasteland. You actually don't live in a society anymore. You're just struggling to. It looks like society's fully broken down. So what is the Joker even saying here? And I can't. I can't let go of the fact that when the big reveal of Joker, which came out like last week, and I think it was like was it Variety or whatever, and they're like, so why does Joker no longer have those tattoos? Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> We're going through all of all of this bullshit, and you're just doing th- you're just doing things. You're just like ah, I don't know, because <laughs> I thought it would look cooler. It would look cooler, and w- to be fair, the uh, Joker it without tattoos does cooler. look cooler. Yeah. The Joker without tattoos does look cooler than Joker with what tattoos. What are they supposed to do though? Like, if you're gonna have to retcon something, I'm okay with that because what do we what do we want from them to keep a a. Uh, a damaged Joker forever. I think what you say is, and Kevin Feige is a master at this shit. I think what you say is like, well, you know, a lot of time has passed between Suicide Squad and now. And so the story of how that would change or how that affects it, it could be something we tell down the road. 
So now you're implying we have an answer. We're just not willing to share it yet. Even if you don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and again, I think Kevin Feige is so good at that stuff. Like you, you can tell, like he's just like riffing and bullshitting. And he's even said, I think there's a quote for him from Kevin Feige that was like, yeah, you could ask me, will Superman be in an Avengers movie? And he's like, Hey, well, we're not going to take anything off the table. You know what I mean? Like anyway, uh, I am, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to see it. A lot of people were like, Oh, I bet you're still going to see it. And it's like, well, yeah, dude, it's my job, guy. Like, even if I don't want to see it, I'm still going to see it. <laughs> it would be, you would just be missing the entire conversation. Yeah. Like, that doesn't prove anything. I watch a ton of shit I don't want to watch. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, finally, this was a last minute edition, but there yeah, was another trailer to... that you wanted to mention. I did. Um, uh, let me actually look up. I don't even know the name of the movie. It's called, um, okay, Demi. So this is the Demi Lovato trailer. Um, Demi Lovato, it's called like Dangerous. Uh, there's a documentary coming out about Demi Lovato. I. It's called Dancing with the Devil. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't know that this was coming out. I'm not sitting here coming to you as a diehard Demi Lovato fan. I'm coming to you as somebody who likes watching interesting things. Um, And so this trailer came across my radar uh, because Twitter. So Demi Lovato is making a documentary. For those of you guys who don't know, in 2018, she overdosed um, and and, um, she almost died. And so in the trailer, what we see is she says um, she had three strokes and a heart attack and she um, uh, she the doctor said she had five minutes left to live five to 10 minutes to live. And she clearly is still alive. Um, We here's what also the trailer reveals that she like, it's going around interviewing all of her friends. And some of those friends are Elton John and Christina Aguilera. And some of those friends are people that I've never knew have never heard of or seen before. Um, And so a lot of people are like being interviewed, clearly direct to camera. And they're like, um, is this, uh, is this, um, are, are we talking about this? Are we talking about the heroin? And like, they're asking questions like that. Um, then there's this moment where she's like, I'm engaged. Cause for those of you who don't know earlier this year, she was engaged to this guy named Max Ehrlich, Eric, something like that. Okay. Um, and then you see like her hold back up her hand. She's no longer engaged. There's been like controversy around that situation. She like thought she meant the love of her life he ended up maybe like not being so legit. Um, We don't know exactly what happened there, but the trailer was like, holy crap, what's happening in this woman's life that I have just been completely missing. Um, And it seems like, and you know, at one point she's asked during the director cameras and they're like, so are you clean now? And she's like, we don't see her answer because it like, seems like maybe not. Hmm. Um, but gotta, we don't know. Okay, hey, listen, trailer, you got to check it out to find out. You got to watch the movie yeah, to find out. It was very dramatic. But what I will say is as somebody with a uh, a drug past and uh, a lot of shitty life experience and also some great life experience, I'm always really interested in these situations. Um, Elton John in it says like, you guys don't know what it's like to be that famous that young. Um, and like they clearly, what you could tell by the video is that like, everybody in there loves her 
Cool. She she clearly is like has like a beautiful soul, or at least the people around her like speak about her like she is such a sweet human, and she clearly is just not well. Um, and so I'd be interested to see more about her story. And it's a YouTube original. I don't know whether I don't know whether YouTube original means that it's on YouTube. Yeah, or if it's like you gotta pay for the premium, yeah. whatever. I don't. Yeah, and that's so, so interesting because I thought like <clears throat> I've always been under the impression like Demi Lovato like was fine. <laughs> like of of all yeah. of them, like she's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, because I think she's very not um, dramatic. Like you don't see all the time, but like apparently it's just not been good. And um, I mean, at her age, having three strokes and a heart attack is like what. The f- what yeah you know she says she has permanent brain damage oh my god from and like all this stuff so all the 80s yeah, the, rockers the, doing that that were able to avoid that i know because and I, I know not all the 80s rockers made it out of the 80s okay but 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 like you don't hear about them having three strokes on a heart attack yeah i know i know um so yeah i don't i i'm just interested in this it was it was not on my radar and now it is based on this trailer i think that's what a good trailer does mm-hmm is it says to you like actually look out for this thing so i'm certainly interested i again this was one of those march april may ones Mm -hmm. i think this one's coming in march yeah uh so i'll i'll definitely talk about it on this show once it comes out and and fill you guys in um and dj you you can watch it if you want but if you Um, do not want to i I might i might i might check it out because i i am i am interested Uh, if i have to pay youtube money to see it probably probably not (laughs) i just don't even know what what youtube originals means yeah i don't know whether that uh, youtube stuff was kind of kind of confusing to me also um her previous doc i think is was then put on mtv and that was a youtube original so maybe i don't know i'll keep you guys posted Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So now let's get into our main topic for this week. As I talked about at the top of the show. What do we got, DJ? Um, so Jessica Jones and Punisher are now back under the Marvel Studios banner. Um, they're no longer a part of the Netflix uh, deal, um, which means that all of the Defenders characters, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Punisher, I guess all the other characters that were part of those shows, can now appear in Marvel stuff, be on Disney+, Plus, be in Marvel movies, all of that stuff. And so, of course, people on Twitter were like, "Where? how do you want to see them? Where do you want to see them? How do you expect to see them? Something else that interested me, because I, I, I took a second to kind of like research this a little bit. Um, I was reading this article over at comicbook.com and it was saying that not only that Netflix does not have exclusive streaming rights to these shows, which means theoretically uh, they could go to another platform. They were saying Disney plus, it feels more likely that to go to Hulu because considering how violent they are. I also don't know. This was just like a passing line in this article. I don't know. That doesn't sound right to me yeah i don't know i don't know i would be very surprised there gotta be some kind of contingency plan or deal yeah i'd be very surprised if we see these leave netflix for another platform like i know netflix is not promoting them anymore because it has no reason to really um but 
so this th- we I wanted to dive into that with you, uh, uh, Roxy. With, let me let me get the one the most dubious question out of the way. Do you think that we could see these shows? My like not even new seasons of these shows. These shows, the the seasons we have, like migrate to like a Hulu. Uh, I guess, I guess yes. I think they would have to cough up, cough up the bills, DJ. <laughs> uh, but I do think there is a world in which we not only could see that, but then we could also see, I, in the way that Rosaria Dawson popped around on show to show. Yeah, I think some of these characters could pop in and out of movies and shows. Yes. I do think that that, like, I don't know that we're going to get a Daredevil season four. Yeah. I don't know that we're not. Yeah. But I don't know that we will. But I do think that, like, him appearing in a Spider-Man home again, home again, jiggity jig. I'm still (laughs) trying to come up with whatever it's going to be called. Yeah. I do think that that might happen. I do think that, you know, in WandaVision, we could, like, I don't know, Jessica Jones, whatever. Like, I do yeah. think that there is a world in which we see some of this, um, especially because of the PI stuff with Jessica Jones, the lawyer stuff with Daredevil. Like, these are kind of characters that could come in and out. The one I feel, I feel like we're much more likely to see Jessica Jones and Daredevil than we are to see Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, Luke Cage because he's busy. Yes, he's on. He's on evil as yeah. an actor. Yeah. Um, so booked and busy. And Iron Fist because I, I think he was so disliked. Mm-hmm. Even though I actually liked Finn Jones, one of the only people on the planet. He was uh, in Dickinson on uh, Apple. I hear TV. that's really good. I hear really good things about that show. I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen it. But I guess he is saying that Haley Steinfeld and him talked about her joining the MCU. And he's like, yeah, you should totally do it. And, and I was like, I wonder if like the addendum, especially since you'll actually like be a part of it. As a- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, I don't know. Uh, I think that he, yeah, he just probably won't, but I can definitely, I could definitely see Jessica Jones and Daredevil kind of popping in and out of things as we need lawyers and PIs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so, those two are outside of Frank Castle's Punisher are the most popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine if I'm Marvel, if I'm anybody at Marvel, I'm like, let's uh, give Punisher a break. <laughs> let's give us a let's give him a break so, and some time to figure out when, how, if we want to do anything with that character in the future. Interestingly, Twitter disagrees with you. Oh, sh- um, I'm shocked. Shocked. You know, yesterday, what was Punisher was trending hardcore. And it was like, how are we going to put Punisher into these and in, back into the MCU? And I, and I kind of, as much as I loved that show, yeah, and I love the character, and I loved his portrayal. I love, I think that Punisher was amazing. I don't know that I want to see more Punisher right now. Um, just like with the world and everything, I'm just kind of like, where? How are we going to use him right now? I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know. So I think, I, to, I think they, yeah. Yeah. I think to do, think. sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I th- wow. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think, I think the smart move is to pump the brakes a little bit on that character, give some distance from stuff. And I think no matter what, if you were to do now, you'd ha- it would have to be done with a level of care 
that I don't know that the MCU is equipped to handle. You know what I mean? Like there's a level of care and nuance that just this adds an extra layer that I just don't know if they're, that machine is built to handle that or to handle that kind of scrutiny. You know what I mean? Like um, they are coasting very nicely on, on a sea of goodwill and, and they are in a position where they can take some hits to that. But you don't want to, <laughs> you know, it's a, right. it's a big enterprise. There's no reason to to uh, uh, take on a risk that you don't need to. Um, so we got some some questions here um, going with all that. Joey asks, would you rather continuation of the Netflix shows, a reboot or a soft reboot? I using the same, i.e. using the same actors, but with little to no mentions of the previous canon. What do you think, DJ? I'm thinking uh, what what I would like I would what I would like to see and what I think is the most likely are kind of the same thing. I think what oh. he's mentioning here, I think one of two things. Either I would have gone full reboot, recast them, redo the whole the whole shebang. Just if for no other reason you don't want the baggage, whatever baggage there is, good or bad, you don't want to have to deal with that again. Because again, we, it's a massive enterprise, and it's just like why make things more complicated than you need to. What it looks like they're doing, because there's rumors that Charlie Cox has been seen on set of Spider-Man 3. There's rumors that Kristen Ritter will return as Jessica Jones in She-Hulk. That you do a soft reboot. It's actually what I think they should have done with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies. Is basically what you do with Bond or what they were doing with Batman and the Tim Burton eras. Like, it's a new actor, new director, new direction. But we're not going to say the past movies don't exist, but we're also not going to do anything that it says they, you know what I mean? They, they do or they don't. That doesn't matter. We're moving forward. Uh, so like Charlie Cox is our Daredevil. We're moving forward with that. Do, are the Does that make the Netflix Daredevil shows canon? We're not going to say that it doesn't, but we're not going to say it does. And we're just going to move forward with what we got. Um, uh, I kind of wish it was more of a solid reboot because I don't love what they did with Bullseye. But um but again, they never called them bullseye, so we have we have a little we could we have There's a little that. bit of uh, leeway there. And I just again like make it as easy on yourself as possible. I do think it becomes tricky because there are rumors that while there, while there are rumors that Charlie Cox and Jessica jo- and Christian Ritter are coming back, there are rumors that Finn Jones and um, um, wow, they totally just Luke Cage? Luke Cage are being um, recast. Um, why am I blanking on the actor that plays Luke Cage? I'm so frustrated with myself. Mike right Coulter. Now. Mike Coulter, thank you. No worries. Um, I, I, they're I, being recast. My name is seared into my mind. I get it. Beautiful, beautiful self. I get it. And 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 that does kind of make sense to me because, again, Finn Jones, whether you agree or disagree, it was not the best received. And Mike Coulter's busy. Mike Coulter's busy. And also, it, it, to be fair, he's also older so it's like if we if we want a Luke Cage that's going to be Luke, our Luke Cage for another ten years, like not that Mike Coulter could not do that, he one hundred percent could, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think it would kind of make sense to like bring in like an actor like a Trevante Rhodes or somebody that um, could take that character in a in a different direction. Do you have like a preference? No, honestly, I think the reason that I don't is because I think anything could work here. Yeah. And so I'm willing to accept kind of what they throw at us. And I'm okay with that. I think we could use them. I think we could use new people. I think we could do half and half. I don't know how that works, but I think they could make it work. I think that, that, you know, there's a lot, it's we're talking comic books. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things you can do. I really, really like Kristen Ritter. 
Yes. I really, you know, like I actually like all these actors. Yeah. Um, you know, I let I, I being the only one who likes Jim Jones. I like Charlie Cox, and we already know how I feel about Mike Coulter. So, mm-hmm. like, I I like these people, but I like a lot of actors. Yeah. So I'm kind of down with whatever. I'd be interested to see these characters if they decided to move forward with them. I think if you were to move forward with Iron Fist and Luke Cage, I think you should do a Heroes for Hire show, especially since those show the Netflix shows never really touched on that. Um, they, so they touched on Luke Cage being a hero for hire. They touched on the two of them teaming up, but they never touched on the whole like heroes yeah, for yeah, hire yeah. concept. Yeah, something that occurs to me, and I'm interested to know your thoughts on it because this might be silly, and it might, but it might not be. I do wonder if keeping Charlie Cox in the role benefits them because I wonder if there is a conversation to be had, like if we're recasting Daredevil. Do you cast a blind an actor that is actually blind? Yeah, I think there definitely is a conversation to be had about that. Um, and so, are you saying that maybe they don't want to recast because then they have to have that conversation? Uh, I don't know if that is the reason. I if that is, a, it wouldn't surprise me pr- surprise me if it is a reason. It's like, well, we already have Charlie Cox here, and so that if people are not happy about it, it's like, well, this he was already the guy. It's not on yeah. us. Talk to Jeff Loeb over at Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, and totally. it's not a diss on on Charlie Cox as an actor. Obviously, I think I think he's he's fantastic. Uh, and Debran Wall, um, uh, who played Karen Page in that, her husband is blind. Um, and so I I I do not know. I'm I'm very ill informed. This I don't know how that community feels about that. I don't know. Um, I, I know that there, there's that conversation has been had about other. Uh, I'm going to use the term disabilities. I don't know if that's the right term or whatever. But it was just something that occurred to me. That that I think if you're at that level, it has to come up at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely. Um, I think that I I believe you guys can definitely correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the term that I have been using um, that is used right now is handicapable. Okay. Um, and so I think that um, when it comes to somebody who is visually impaired, from what I have read, the community would like some representation here. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, from a logistics standpoint, I think that when you've got a character like Daredevil, um, this absolutely can be done. It is it would be more of a challenge. Yeah. But that's something that should be looked at and yeah. addressed. Um, so yeah, I think that this is that definitely would be something that would have to be on the table because the conversation is different today surrounding casting than it was when when was Daredevil cast? Um, Two, eight years ago. Yeah, I guess so. So it is twenty twelve. Are you kidding me? I might be kidding Time you, but is I don't think weird. I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's a different conversation today than it was then. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting, and, and it's something that they might have to navigate with Professor X. You know what I mean? Because I think because the as somebody that that you know that's wheelchair bound, you know what I mean? Like, and it, it, it's something. It's if for, if nothing else, it is a conversation that needs to be had. You know what I mean? Because because I know the studios will bring up the practical, like you know, you want somebody that's going to put butts in the seats. You know what I mean? Like, um, but. I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see how those uh, conversations um, go. We have another question here from Leonard Kim from the Discord. 
I've never watched any of the Marvel shows on Netflix. Therefore, I know absolutely nothing about the Defenders and the characters evolved. Hypothetically speaking, if they were implemented in the MCU, how would you like to see them integrated? And I think this leads to another question is, how would you integrate them in a way that doesn't alienate? You know, you kind of see WandaVision having this tightrope of like, technically, this is the first season of a show. But to understand this show, you need to know 10 years worth of movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like now we're integrating however many, I think it was like eight or 10 or 12 seasons. If you count, combined all the seasons of the shows together, like how do you integrate these characters in a way that doesn't alienate people? I think that luckily when you have uh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil can kind of both be explained in a sentence. Yeah. I need a lawyer. Here's a lawyer. Oh, he also has powers. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, I need to find someone. Oh, we need a, a PI. Yeah. Oh, she's a drunk. Got it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's pretty, pretty quick. Um, Iron Fist would take a lot of fucking explaining. <laughs> he, he what? Yeah. He did. What? Yeah. The hand who? He's a master um, of Kung Fu. That's also white and also a wealthy white man. Ooh. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. So, um, Luke Cage, you could explain pretty quick too. Yeah. So I think that for all of those reasons, I don't even know that we have to worry about alienating people because like, you're not going to have to know the past of them. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and neither of them have that many crazy ties that we would have to explain it. You kind of just can use them as standalones. Yeah. So I, I don't even know that we have to address any of it. The other thing, you, you did remind me of one of my favorite scenes in Jessica Jones, and I, w- I wish superhero stuff would do this more often, is when Jessica Jones sat down with Luke Cage for the first time to grab food, and they asked each other about their powers, and she's like, accident, and he's like, experiment, and then we just moved on. And I was like, that's great. I, that's, yeah. yeah. And so if we did that with these characters, the other benefit of if we continue on with them, then Marvel doesn't have to think about, like, specifically Jessica Jones. Kevin Feige doesn't need to figure out, do we incorporate Purple Man into our uh, mostly family-friendly MCU? And how do we do that? Now we can just yeah. be like, that was in the Netflix show. And we, <laughs> we move on. Yeah. And they can nod to things if they want. Like, I've had a troubled past or mm-hmm. whatever. And like, we'll be like, like, yes, she Men did. have tried to manipulate me before or whatever. You know, there can be like little lines like that. But I don't think we ever have to really acknowledge jack shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see like... I would like to see them, as far as like moving forward with the stuff, I'm okay if we don't have like a new Daredevil show in the hopper or a new Jessica Jones. I'm okay if they just show up. Yeah, that's a sprinkle. Sprinkle here, sprinkle there. I would sp- – I'm a big Heroes for Hire fan <laughs> uh, in general. Uh, yeah, but a lot also, of people are. But a big Luke Cage fan and especially with um, the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman. It's like I think I think Luke Cage could be more important to the MCU as an enterprise more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we've got blade Marshall Ali is blade coming up and i think whatever they do with blade and deadpool could be a good way forward with these characters like i think it would make sense if uh it's not 20th century fox anymore it's just 20th century studios right yeah i think if, so if they say like okay blade and deadpool are 20th century studios movies they are connected to the mcu but they are r-rated uh so they are not family friendly and so that don't be surprised if they don't pop up in all the things. Uh, and you do that with Punisher and you do that with, you know, maybe a Daredevil. Daredevil can go either way. Um, but I, I do think it, in some form or fashion, I think it would be good to reincorporate and, and put Luke Cage on more of a marquee because I think it could speak to a community that 
the MCU right now is not really because obviously the you know stuff like Black Panther communicates the Black community as a whole, but Luke Cage can can is more you know n- no group is a monolith, right? So so Luke Cage can speak to different experiences that T'Challa never really could. Um, and I think with Iron Fist, um, you know, I, you like Finn Jones. A lot of people like Finn Jones. Beyond that, I think there's a way to because as we talked about with the Mortal Kombat trailer. Um, the idea of somebody like a Lewis Tan playing that somebody of of mixed race or mixed ethnicity, I think yeah. actually communicates the Iron Fist story better. Like I know a lot of people were like, definitely, definitely that's true. When I say that I like I like Finn Jones, I don't mean he was the right casting choice. I just mean after being cast, I think he did what he could. Absolutely, like, it, it's not. I don't think that it's. it's I don't think the problems with that were totally on him. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. But I, I do think when, when that conversation was being had, it's like I something I haven't seen in the MCU or really in superhero stories is the idea of somebody of a mixed identity dealing with that. Like if you made somebody if you if you cast an actor like Louis Tan who who um comes from a mixed background, that that is a very specific experience that um and you could deal with that like you know, he was raised in America, but then he became Iron Fist in China and they didn't like him there and they don't like him here. You know what I mean? That's part of that experience where you don't really fit into either of those groups. And that's something that like, you know, Miles Morales has a mixed background, but we don't really dive into that, um, at least in the movies yet. We haven't had a chance a chance to. And so I think there's a way to like capitalize on the Iron Fist character in a way that the MCU hasn't. So, so I, I would like them to see you know, it's cool, like sprinkle in Daredevil, sprinkle in Jessica Jones, but maybe take a second to be like, oh no, there's something here with Luke Cage and Iron Fist that we haven't done that we can do that that kind of like matters and 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 could be really cool. I don't know. Uh, yeah, last I'm, qu- I'm with you definitely, and like I think that they would be silly to not be at least thinking like that right now. Yeah, and they got a good opportunity with Shang Chi to uh, drop a little Iron Fist not in there or you could just make shang chi iron fist like he you know what shang chi never had a code name you could just like oh, i have these iron fist now <laughs> he gets the dragon tattoo and then you're gonna do heroes for hire with that with shang chi and luke cage i'd watch it i'd watch the shit out of that are you kidding I'd me watch it too. i'd watch it too uh before we wrap up real quick i don't know if this is a quick one but but let's see if we can make it quick brenda if you were to recast the defenders do you guys have anyone <laughs> you'd like to see in a specific role roxy is there i know you you're on record saying you're you're a big fan of all these actors but if you had to recast them wow i really don't know um i mean i really don't know it's so f- interesting because when you when you talk about daredevil and you talk about casting somebody who is visually impaired I can literally think of one actor who is visually impaired yeah. um, and he's on, this is us. And they did like a nationwide search for, you know what, actually, I don't even know. How, yeah. He is visually impaired, but I don't know to what extent. I don't know. And like, it, it's not like I look at him and I'm like, that's daredevil. So yeah. I, I really the, don't know. That's the tough thing with that is, is that, you know, that you, you, it's good to represent that stuff and the, the stuff you, the thing you will fight is you know the studio system is built on putting actors in those roles so it's kind of like a, a self it's it's a vicious cycle because so actors don't get cast in those roles because they want to put butts in the seats but you can't become an actor of enough renown because they don't put actors in those roles they, they're not you know what i mean so it's like totally. what, what are you I'm supposed to do 
I'm fine with it being an unknown person, but I'm you also- are, but I don't know that that Marvel Studios is. I know, I know. I I also just like to. What's the truth is though is that I'm not a a casting director. Yeah. So I don't need to know who are the visually impaired actors who could play Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is somebody's job to know that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that. Um, I read an article once that Rooney Mara would be a great Jessica Jones, and that kind of stuck with me. She was um, the girl with the dragon tattoo as well. Beyond the other roles she's done, was she the girl with the dragon tattoo in the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, I believe so. Um, so her. Uh, then I think that when you just said Louis Tan, it's a great choice. Yeah. Um, and his profile is on the rise with Mortal Kombat and we assassins and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think for Luke Cage. I got a couple for Luke Cage. He's actually the one that jumps yeah, to my mind got? most. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of Trevante Rhodes from Moonlight. He played the the oldest version of that character. Um, and he's great because, and he was also, the I think, the best part of that Predators movie, the Shane Black Predators movie. It wasn't Predators. It was it was The Predator. That's what Shane's Black, Shane Black's one was. And he's great because it's it's one of those like he's got he's built like an action hero, but he's a genuinely talented performer. Um, uh, so I think he could bring a lot to the role. I'm also and I, I'm probably gonna pronounce this name incorrectly. I'm so sorry, Yolan Noel from Insecure. He played Daniel on Insecure, and one the second because this is yeah, my brain he works. would be awesome. The second I saw him, I'm like, oh, that guy could be Luke Cage. <laughs> He would be awesome. Yeah. yeah, he totally could be Luke Cage. He totally could be Luke Cage. That's and, a good one. And that's what I think, like, as great as my culture is, and he's legitimately great, and I think he was great in the role, and I think is exactly what that show needed at the time. Um, I do think that there's room to for the MCU to like to to tweak that character and find another actor that kind of takes it in another direction. Um and, and I think that's the whole like it's it's that gets into the sad thing. Like when you're watching those Netflix shows, like all you want to do is see Daredevil hang out with Spider-Man. All you want to do is see Luke Cage kick ass with T'Challa. You know what I mean? And unfortunately that one's not going to happen now, but like you, you want to see, you want to, you want to see Jessica Jones hang out with Captain Marvel. Like that's what you want. And now we have an opportunity, even if maybe the actors are different, that maybe we could see that sooner, specifically with Charlie Cox's Daredevil sooner rather than later. You know who would be a good Jessica Jones? I, I'm just stealing this from a, a random list that I just Googled on a website that's called Hey You Guys, which I've never heard of. And, mm-hmm. but fine. Um, Jennifer Carpenter. Did you ever watch Dexter? Uh, no, but I think she was in, I think she was in um, Brawl and Cell Block 99. Um, I don't know because I did not see it despite you telling me to see it a bajillion times. Mm-hmm. Um, but she would yeah, make yeah, yeah. awesome Jessica Jones. Um, she's really good and badass and, and quirky and sassy. And like, I could believe all of the things she's really, really good. Um, she's really good. I totally oh, that's funny. It. She, uh, she, uh, voiced Sonya blade in mortal Kombat legend, Scorpion's revenge. Oh. That's funny. That's funny. The only other one I've got, um, and I don't know that this would, uh, work is um, for Iron Fist because I think the only problem with Louis Tan and this is this is picky is he is a he's a tall boy he's a he's a, he he might be taller than your Luke Cage which is not typically how those two 
are are depicted. The other one that occurred to me is um, Ryan Potter, who people know as uh, Beast Boy in the Titan show. He was also in Big Hero 6. He also did a push to try and be Robin in Batman v Superman, and he showed off some of his martial arts skills. And this is – and one I, – I remember looking this up at the time. Um, so, one, this might not be completely – accurate uh and it, and it might not matter either way i do think he his he, his background comes from japanese descent which kung fu is chinese uh uh so you know i don't i don't know all the poli- yeah, yeah. politics and the dynamics of all that uh but it's not like a one-to-one thing so but i do i do think he has the energy for what i would think of as an iron fist like he's got it i he has he has the martial arts skills um, and I think I, I enjoy Titans for the most part. I think he's underutilized in that show. So it'd be cool to see him do, and he's already part of it being part of big hero six. He's already part of the Disney family. So it'd be cool to see him utilized in a bigger way. Basically what we're saying is hire DJ and I to be the casting director to this. And then I will make it my duty to know Boom. all of the people who can play all the roles. Well, I got to say uh, that. Whenever they do get to this stuff, I, I think whoever is doing the casting over at Marvel usually does a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> so I think whatever they do will probably blow us out of the water. Um, uh, we're both really excited to see it. Let us know. Uh, for those that haven't been keeping up, uh, if you listen to the show on Spotify, we are putting a question on each episode that you can answer that we're going to read in future episodes. The question for this week, if you're listening on Spotify, the question this week was, how would you like to see the Defenders characters join the MCU? So let us know. Um, on that platform, uh, the question will be on there. You just have to answer it, and we'll read it in next week's episode. Let us know how you'd like to see them. Um, you can follow this show at Only Stupid Answers every place that matters. But on Twitter, you ain't got the vowels from stupid. Roxy, where can they find you, and what should people be looking out for? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer, Wednesdays and Sundays, The World Girls, um, and oh, um, I, I figured out an end date. Oh, what's your end date? The 15th is going to be 365 days, and that will be the last of the consecutive days in a row. I will still do the show, but just not every single day. So we're on the countdown to that. Give yourself a break. Oh, that's so exciting. That's so exciting. So everybody be on the lookout for that. You can follow me at DJ Talks Trash if you want to support the show because it is a listener-supported show. You can do that at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. You can see our WandaVision reviews on YouTube. Um, Check out all that, and thank you all for being here. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.